All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the third episode of the Rhett and Larry podcast. I'm Rhett. And I'm Larry. <laughs> and here we are talking again. No episode last week. Uh, I was in the middle of moving. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about this week. Uh, sort of a part two from, um, from two weeks ago. Uh, so I could give an overview maybe, and then you could ask questions if you want. Sure. Cool. So like Fri- <laughs> Friday <laughs> of last week, we, um, or two weeks ago, we packed up, we had all of our stuff packed up. We didn't have much furniture. Um, so it was a lot easier to move than, um, you know, than the typical person deals with, you know, issues moving, right. They have to move dressers and beds and stuff. We didn't have to move any of that. Um, cause we were living in an Airbnb, um, for about a year. And that was sort of one of the reasons that we wanted to move was to get our own place. Um, be able to buy furniture, be able to buy, uh, you know, just stuff that you, you don't really want to buy when you're about to move, um, new desk setup, monitor, stuff like that, stuff to make working from home easier. Cause it seems like we're going to be doing that for a while. Um, have control over our thermostat. That was a really big one. We didn't have control over the thermostat in the Airbnb and it's summer now. It was really hot. Um, so it's good to have that now. Um, so we packed up all our stuff and we drove from Delaware, uh, Newark, Delaware to Houston, Texas, uh, which is about 22 hours. Um, and in the last podcast, Larry informed us that Harris County, Houston, Texas, uh, had quite a bit of coronavirus. Um, and I imagine it still does. I don't really look at um, statistics like that, try to stay off uh, the news and social media a little bit. Um, and we've just been busy driving basically the last week. Um, so we did find an apartment. We're all moved in, um, and getting back to work tomorrow on Monday, working from home. So that was, yeah. uh, that was kind of it. Yeah. What was yeah, it like just from for your the, perspective? From my perspective, I don't know. It was interesting to listen to your stories and, and just for the record, uh, looking up the top, I, I remember doing this a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember what we came up with, but looking at the Johns Hopkins uh, coronavirus map, uh, used to be that New York, you know, the New York areas were among the top coronavirus areas, and they still are, you know, way up there in terms of death. The Northeast, uh, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, stuff like that. Um, Philadelphia, um, Philadelphia is up there. And now Arizona seems to be pushing in there in terms of counties, top counties, um, Maricopa County in Arizona. But in terms of cases now, Los Angeles is by far the highest, 153,000 cases, Cook County, 98,000, Maricopa. Cook is in Chicago. Uh, Chicago's in Cook. Maricopa's third. Miami-Dade is fourth. Queens County still hanging in there, number in the top five, Queens and New York. And then uh, fifth is Kings County, which I think is Brooklyn. And then uh, Harris County, um, which I think is where you're at, is now yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six. So it's pushing up there, but 
you know, Miami-Dade, Broward is up there, Dallas is, is, is a little bit down the list, but all the New York counties, New York metropolitan counties up there. Um, San Antonio is just down the list a little bit. Palm Beach is just down from there, which is only a couple of counties from me. So anyway, it's, um, yeah, it's interesting, but that's just sort of information. What's it like from a, from a mask uh, safety standpoint? What, do you notice much difference between say Delaware and Texas and anywhere that you were in between? Um, Delaware and Houston, uh, very similar situations. Uh, people are wearing masks inside of, um, you know, any restaurant or store. So Target, Publix, um, Whole Foods, where we shopping in Delaware, Giant. Um, any of those places, you actually had to wear a mask, right? Um, or you yeah. have to wear a mask, even in, uh, even in Houston. Um, I think if you didn't wear one, I think, I, I haven't actually even seen someone wear one, but there are signs all over the place saying that you, uh, that you have to have one to even come inside. Um, along the way, we stopped overnight in Virginia. They were wearing masks. Um, we stopped overnight in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, I don't really recall too much of that. Um, we were only there for the night, uh, but I I want to say that the hotel people were wearing masks, but I'm not positive. Uh, the only place that we saw people were not wearing masks was we stopped in a small town in Tennessee, and uh, we met some friends, and not many masks to be had there. Um, waiters at restaurants were wearing masks, but not really very many of the patrons were and and typically at a restaurant right you're not wearing masks once you've been sat um but people weren't really wearing masks walking into the restaurant either um which i think in delaware or houston uh they would ask you to do um hmm. and some of these places have i don't know if you've seen these but uh they'll put like tape down on the ground basically it says stand behind this tape while you're waiting in line to be sat or, uh, you know, whatever, whatever situation it is, they'll have little social distancing reminders on the ground. Um, and we did actually, you know, you don't always pay attention to those. And so I've drifted sort of past those a couple of times and people have, uh, told me to get behind the line. So that's definitely enforced. <laughs> um, it sounds like maybe Florida where you're at is a little crazier. Um, but everything, uh, you know, people like to say new normal all the time. And I think it's like cliche now, but um, it's not really that invasive, right? It's like, if I had to do this forever, who really cares? I don't know. Yeah, well, hopefully we won't. But, you know, today was interesting. Uh, big, it was a big week here in Indian River County, Florida, and the county commissioners did not they voted down a requirement for masks, three to two, very close vote, a lot of debate, very heated. All the people at the meeting that were talking uh, spoke against it, all the citizens. The people that that wear a mask, there was no way they were gonna go to the county commission meeting and get into a crowded uh, room, so they didn't show up, but but their numbers were heard in emails and phone calls and things like that. But What's kind of interesting is last week, you know, I kind of measure up by my weekly trip to Publix and which is a supermarket here. And I want go usually go to two of them on the weekend 
And last last week, uh, I'd say about 75% of people are wearing masks overall, maybe a little less. This week, there were two people at each supermarket I was at that were not wearing them. So I'd say, you know, 98%. There had to be 100 people in those publics. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, so it was kind of interesting how just the discussion has got people wearing them. And I think, you know, a couple of companies, Walmart and this public supermarket, have said that they're going to require them as of, I think, tomorrow or Tuesday or something like that. So um, it should be interesting. But what what's um, – so you moved there and um, – what like did you learn any lessons in your move like that that people might learn from i think the furniture thing is clearly one i mean it, it Huge. you know if you yeah. it's hard to like buy furniture for your first place and then if you think you're going to move again then you got to ship it or sell it but like yep. um so that was a good lesson but what about in terms of you know your move and how long it took you to get does it make sense to rush somewhere and yeah you know definitely. any any lessons like that so I think um, on the furniture thing, I think it's sort of informed. We were both so happy with, and we, we had moved previously and while we were in college and even when you're in college, right, you have cheap little Ikea desks and bed frames and stuff to move. And it's such a nightmare. Um, and when you're in college, you're always moving during the summer. It's really hot outside. You got to move this desk three blocks down the street and it's, you know, you don't have a truck and it's a nightmare. Um, I think, this move being so easy has like informed the way that we'll think about accumulating stuff basically for the rest of our lives. Um, and how like, seems like a lot of people just get into the habit of accumulating stuff and, um, you know, then have a hard time forget about even moving. Right. We were actually talking to a friend up in Tennessee uh, about their move from Florida to Tennessee and, uh, they had only negative things to say about it, right? The moving truck, their plates broke, their pictures were messed up, all this kind of stuff, right? And it's not to say that you shouldn't have plates or pictures, but when you accumulate these things, there's definitely a like a hidden cost to them. Um, so I don't know. Uh, it would be cool if we could be in a position to, you know, like, buy a house at some point and then leave the stuff in that house if we ever wanted to move and, and keep the house and just buy a second house. But, you know, uh, not sure that we'll be in that position, but that would be a pretty cool way to avoid, you know, the pitfalls of moving basically. Um, and then on the, on the driving, so 22 hours, we actually did it in three days and we found that it was a lot easier to, uh, section up the trip that way. We weren't really ever in a, uh, a hurry to get anywhere. We didn't have to really drive at night at all. Um, and we just thought that that made it a lot more pleasant. Um, not everyone's going to be in that situation because uh, sometimes you have to move on a deadline. Um, but I'd, I'd say if you could do it, definitely worthwhile. Just less headaches driving at night, um, stuff like that. And, and you had things planned when, I mean, you had things kind of set up when you got to Houston, right? Like you had a place to stay and then did you have a game plan before you got there or did it, does it, does it pay to have a game plan before you got to your new city or, or did you just kind of wing it when you got here? We, um, we knew that we had an, uh, like an Airbnb to stay in for the, the first four days that we were here. Um, so we really needed to find an apartment in those four days. Uh, I think if we could do it again, obviously 
coronavirus sort of uh, upended some of our plans. We were going to go in April and sort of check out the area. Um, and I think that would have, you know, when you're under time pressure to sign an apartment, maybe you uh, sign a more expensive apartment. I think that's probably the tendency. Um, just because not everything is available, right? If you're if you're there three or four months in advance, like we wanted to be, um, there's just more options open, right? Uh, but there aren't as many places that are like, yeah, move in Thursday. You know, today's Monday, yeah. move in Thursday. But but we found a couple, um, and we we picked from those, and we're pretty happy with where we are now. Um, so if we could do that again we were sort of flying by the seat of our pants. So it would have been good to plan that a little more, but coronavirus was obviously a, a big curveball, um, And I think we navigated around it well enough. Yeah. And what, like what, what kind of amenities um, did you want to be around? Um, we just wanted to be in like an area that was walkable. Um, <clears throat> a place with a pool would have been cool. Um, we ended up uh, with a pool. Um, just cause it's so hot in Texas, right? It'd be good to be able to cool off once in a while. It's actually been over 95 degrees, I think almost every day that we've been here, um, which is pretty insane. I think it's like a, you know, a hotter week here, uh, even from like a record temperature perspective, right? I don't know that it's the highest it's ever been, but it's, it's, uh, this isn't normal. <laughs> uh, hopefully at least. Um, I think you've been misled. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's what people have said. I don't really, oh, really look at the, yeah, I don't look at the like statistics or anything, but yeah, uh, it has been, it has been like, I don't think it's dropped below 90. It maybe dropped below 90 once when it was raining. Um, like yeah. The 77, but uh, yeah. Other than that, it's been really hot. That's cool. Well, it's this summer, so hopefully, uh, you know, it'll get better. It looks like the you know coming week is in the 80s for several days, the high. So hopefully that'll be right. Good. I think that's more normal. Yeah, you got a bunch of rain. It looks like, but or th chance of thunderstorms and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting. But what about how about like your neighborhood? What were you kind of looking for in terms of a neighborhood? What do people in their early 20s, mid 20s uh, look for? really just a place that's walkable, I think was like the biggest thing for us. Um, we ended up with two places. One was not very walkable. One was really walkable. Um, and we were willing to pay a little more each month to live in an area that we could walk to a restaurant or to a shop or to a bike path actually, which, which gets you even further. Right. Um, whereas the other place that we looked at, um, Texas has like weird zoning laws. So it was actually right next to like a gas station. Um, and just like sort of a, a dilapidated up and coming kind of place instead of a place that had already been developed and that had infrastructure like the bike path, um, that you can sort of take, you take it pretty far. Um, we haven't done that yet, but, uh, we've walked it. Um, and it, you know, it goes on for longer than you'd be able to walk. Um, yeah. Unless you did it like all day or something. Right. Uh, so that's good. That's pretty cool. It's not, you know, there's not, I mean, I don't know how many places there are like that, you know, sort of in the country. Totally. Um, I'm sure there's, there are places, but, um, you know, it's pretty cool definitely to be living near something like that. 
Yeah. Um, but I think definitely an advantage of living in, in a city basically, or, and it doesn't have to be a huge city. I think even smaller cities, um, could have like Phoenixville, right. Could have bike paths or, you know, whatever. Well, the one in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, that goes north and south into Philly. Right. South into yeah. Philly, north into, I don't remember where. Pops I think it goes all the way to Reading. Town or Reading. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and then, like, I, I was in um, Bloomington, Illinois, and there's a great path there that goes north and south, I think, um, you know, hundreds of miles. And it may be right. an old railroad uh, path for all I know but those old railroad paths are really cool there's one you know people are, you know people communities governments are trying to you know uh, retrofit as many as they can because of the just demand for that kind of stuff so that's pretty cool Definitely. Um, but um, so we have to go back like yeah I have to go back to work tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, yeah so yeah you get it get a good week getting stuff set up and everything exactly yeah we were worried that um like sort of a worst case scenario was um we get down here we're at the airbnb for four days we can't find anywhere um and then we have to either sign another airbnb short term or like i don't know what the other alternative would have been but it would have been not great to have to work out of an airbnb um with all our stuff in cars, basically, right? Our cars were fully packed. We have just two small sedans. Um, yeah. So not that much stuff, but the cars were fully packed. Uh, tough to, you know, you don't want to drive around with all your stuff in your car. Um, so considerations like that. So it was good that we found a place. We actually got really lucky. Um, so, so two questions on that. One was, one is like, um, you ship the one car. So like if, if people are thinking about shipping a car, like what, you have any lessons for that? Lessons? Yeah, that was, um, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would do that again. Um, it would have sucked to drive separately, uh, just cause it's good to have people in the car with you, um, to sort of do those trips, those long trips. Um, but maybe we could have found friends or family that would have been willing to come with us. Um, but Shipping the car was sort of a nightmare. Um, they told us a certain delivery day. Um, the car ended up showing up early, which uh, was really bad because we weren't even in Texas yet, right? We were up in, we had actually just left uh, Delaware on Friday and the car had arrived in Texas, which was crazy because they had picked it up probably like a little more than 22 hours earlier, the guy must have driven straight there, which is shocking, right? You think of these long haul truckers, you imagine they have other cars that he did have other cars. He had probably eight or 10 other cars, but wow. none of them were, you know, out of the way, five hours out of the way, 10 hours, out, something like that. You know, it was a pretty direct route. It seems like that he took. Um, and so he dropped the car off really early and was asking for payment. We're supposed to pay him in cash. He ended up taking Zelle, but like the limit on Zelle is less than, it was like $650 to ship the car, but you can only send 500 a day in Zelle, right? Um, huh. And so there's some like payment issues. Does he take Venmo? Does he take Cash App? His cousin takes Cash App. We're going to Cash App the cousin $150. Hopefully that, you know, we did that. Um, 
but just sort of like weird stuff around it. That whole industry I think is like very, um, you know, not run super well. Uh, it seemed like we were talking to one person to schedule things. And then that guy's talking to the guy that's driving the truck. That guy talks, you know, you're always communicating through a middleman. Um, and so that can be frustrating just cause you don't really know when are they coming to pick the car up? When are they going to drop it off? Stuff like that. Have you ever done anything like that before? No, no, no. Yeah. So you've had, but the good thing is, I mean, you, you were lucky that you knew somebody in Houston, I guess, to be able to pick the car up or yeah. So, uh, or whatever. right. We had a, um, just like an, uh, a coworker basically was able to come down and, or they, they live here. So they were able to just like sign for the car basically and park it in a, parking lot where hopefully no one would take anything from it. Right. Um, yeah. Which it was, it was remote enough that, you know, that didn't seem like a big risk, but it's something that you think about. Right. Um, yeah. And then we're not down there for three more days. Right. So it's like, hopefully everything's, you know, good. Yeah. And it was, um, that was probably one of the more stressful parts of the trip. Definitely in the future, I think it would be good to maybe consider shipping the stuff. Um, like separately from the car or just drive the cars down separately. Yeah. And then yeah. you, so then you got, the, you got the car, right? At some point. Yeah. I got so the car. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause we needed to move in. There was stuff in there that we needed desks. Um, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So what's it like? So now you're going to be in a new place with no furniture. Um, and you managed to get furniture. What's the new way to get furniture? Like in the day, um, I'd go to like rooms to go and find something and they'd ship it to you like a week later. Yeah, two this days is later really interesting. Where? So we looked at rooms to go. Rooms to go is very expensive. Um, I think the cheapest couch that we found there was 900 and like, I think $950 or something, um, which we didn't want to spend for a couch. Um, that's the lowest, right? If you don't like that one, it's, yeah. it only goes up from there. Right. There were some that looked really nice, but that were $3,500 and it's like, yeah, you're going to pay two months of rent on a couch, you know? Yeah. Um, doesn't make a lot of sense. So got off rooms to go, stopped looking there, started looking on Facebook marketplace and Craigslist, but then you're like, do I want a pre-owned couch? Like all sorts of other sort of like, I don't know. I think some people are sketched out about getting stuff um, that has been pre-owned or that has been uh, like, who are these people you're meeting on Craigslist? Basically I've actually had good experiences with Craigslist, but um, definitely a risk. So we ended up, I was looking at a video um, and saw that this person living in LA found furniture from a, it was an online company that does like cheap, never pre-owned to so, like cheap new furniture to Los Angeles area. And so I was like, yeah. there's probably companies like that in Houston, right? Where we can find cheap, um, like new furniture local to Houston. Right. Cause it's like, yeah. you don't want, cause we wanted something right away. So it needed to be nearby. And then the other advantage of it being nearby is that like 
you're not competing against like the whole world, right? Like on, on like, I guess Craigslist is local and Facebook marketplace is local, but for new stuff, rooms to go is like, you're competing with everyone who is shopping at rooms to go. Right. So like these local sellers need to find people in Houston who are moving in right now. Right. Um, or who are in the market for a couch. So we found this place that was just like out of this guy's house. It seemed like, um, and he sells like the same furniture. We actually wanted to find like the ID tag number to see how much the couch cost at rooms to go. Um, but we got the couch for uh, $600 and it was a sectional. So it's pretty big. You can fit two people on it. Um, yeah fully sealed all the stuff he delivered it included in the $600. Um, wow. and he said the way that he's able to do this is that the profit margins at rooms to go, you're paying for like the warehouse space. He, you know, rooms to go is paying for a huge warehouse. He's just paying rent on his apartment or his little house where he keeps all this stuff. Um, rooms to go is paying 50 employees. He's paying like his uncle and his cousin. Um, so, so that's what we, uh, that's what we did. It was pretty good. Um, able to get cheap stuff. We would definitely do it again. I think we're still in the market for some furniture. Um, so we will, uh, we'll probably go back to them. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then, um, so how, and you both, did you both like bring places to work? Like desks? Like desks, yeah. Yeah. And so chairs we, and um, stuff? Uh, we actually got, we brought one desk. Uh, we didn't have any chairs. Uh, so we, I still need a chair. Um, but Brielle was able to get them from uh, just Facebook Marketplace, another like great place to find deals basically. She got a chair for like $40, just like an office chair. And then uh, some like dining room chairs and tables for like 25 and 25. Um, wow. So you get really cheap stuff. And a lot of it is like people who are taking, um, like if you're a hobbyist table builder and you, okay, you're a hobbyist table builder, you build 10 tables, you're not gonna put 10 tables in your house, so you need to get rid of them. Um, right. So it's stuff that like people have spray painted, people have put together um or people have bought and don't want anymore um and there are good deals to be found so if you're ever looking for stuff craigslist facebook marketplace and then local um not resellers but like local small shops basically oh yeah. okay just definitely the way to go yeah. where did you get a where did you get your furniture for the house uh, inherited a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> inherited a lot of it, or you know, or, or um, we got. Um, I don't remember where we got our couch furniture store, um, and then at some point when we got new stuff, which is now old, we got. We went to Lazy Boy for every pretty much everything, um, and then we went to a local. One of the better deals we got is a, a big series of bookcases, wooden bookcases out. And we got those at a local furniture store that unfortunately is out of business. And I don't know if they made it or got it from the catalog or something like that. But right. Um, Do you think yeah, it was so cheaper we, because it was local? 
I don't know, but it was unique. You know, like I think that's the other thing about furniture is that like um, some of the big furniture stores have kind of stuff that is kind of common that a lot of people want. But yeah. then there may be something unique to what you want, but you can't afford to say have a craftsman build it. Right. So yeah, you go into a place that's a little bit different, a wood, a wood place. Um, and you know, I would imagine that a lot of those places now are online as opposed to in your community, just because the volume of, they probably don't do enough volume in a small, you know, in a small, relatively small community. Houston, right. they probably have one or two or three, but um, in our community, I'm just not, aware of them anymore it seems like a lot of uh commercial stuff you know small craftsmen you know when somebody retires a lot of times somebody doesn't pick up that that business totally so you know it's i don't know it's interesting um how how things have changed but it's pretty cool you found that guy you found that guy online the the furniture guy online yeah yeah. yeah, I think the other wow. interesting thing, the reason we've been able to find some of these chairs and stuff is a lot of like businesses basically have gone out of business and they're selling all of this office furniture and stuff for a mm. lot cheaper than, um, you know, they're like warehouses where they have hundreds of office chairs, right? That's um, true. Yeah. So that's been actually, you know, you talk about what's positive about moving during coronavirus. That's been kind of nice for us. Obviously not good for the businesses, but um, yeah could be a good time to move <laughs> yeah exactly so it sounds like got a lot of stuff in there um yeah. well that's cool um and then tomorrow is just back to work as normal but it's it shouldn't be much different because you know you're just working on the same stuff just out of a different place yeah it's pretty weird to uh kind of think about it like that um like we'll go back to work everyone will think no different of you know i'll call into my calls people will be like oh Rhett's on the call yeah. um but i'll be in a physically totally different location right um so super different for me not different for anyone else pretty interesting and a different time zone too different so time zone too so yeah i haven't uh i don't know i don't know how i'm gonna deal with that i yeah. think it would be cool <laughs> to um i think it would be cool to wake up at the same time and just start working earlier um yeah i don't know well it's something you should be done earlier you'd be done earlier right exactly and then go to the gym maybe at like three o'clock in the afternoon or something or four o'clock yeah yeah just work through lunch basically that should be interesting yeah we'll see yeah well Definitely. congratulations on, on your move and everything and you got wi-fi hooked up and everything that all worked out got it all hooked up yeah uh that was the biggest thing was like the first day we wanted to make sure that like even before we had a bed, we had Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The bed actually, we got burned on a bed from Amazon that was supposed to come on whatever Friday or something came on Saturday. So we slept on the floor a little bit for yeah. one of the days. No big deal. We had an air mattress actually, but I slept on the floor because it's tough to fit two people on an air mattress. It kind of makes me sick. You ever sleep on a, like a water bed? uh maybe yeah long time was that ago. big back in the day yeah i never have i don't think but um it reminded me of that i felt very like uh unstable you know like yeah connected <laughs> to the bed basically right yeah so pretty interesting but you had yeah, wi-fi first like did you have to sign up for all that or was that kind of just totally included like out of that 
because usually it takes like forever it seems like sometimes yeah. to get oh yeah you know, it's gonna take well you can put your deposit down today but we we can't come out to hook it up for another three days you know yeah it was actually like the apartment complex has like a bulk contract with comcast so they um were able to provide it right away but we still had to hook it up um so it was actually comcast couldn't deliver it the day that we moved in so they delivered it the day before we moved in and i had them hold it at like the front office and so then i picked up the package basically the day we moved in and um pretty easy to install uh they just give you this like combo router modem kind of thing um and you scan the thing on the bottom pretty easy setup and then you think that it works, but it doesn't really work because it's not activated. You got to call some guy at Comcast and then he hooks it up. Um, So I have yet to have like a clean full installation of internet. Um, I've always had to call someone, but maybe someday. And electric's hooked up. Electric's hooked up. That was pretty seamless. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's fun. You know, you think all those things when you move that you have to hook up and totally now. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think I'm not good at uh, I'm not good at knowing. It's like you have to know the list of 20 things that you need to hook up before you're there. Um, yeah. I'm not good at maybe doing that, um, but uh, I think together we were able to do it. And then, like, I wouldn't notice that they were not there until I turned the faucet and no water came out. You know? Yeah. Um, but exactly. We were pretty. We were pretty ahead of the game. So. It, worked out fine we didn't really have any of those moments that's good you got to change your address for certain things probably and stuff yeah so that's a whole that's a whole total nightmare got to get a new driver's license got to get a new get the car inspected i think before i can get a driver's license there are all all sorts of uh like bureaucracy basically yeah keeping you from uh changing your address renter's insurance maybe you know stuff like that already did that yeah okay cool yeah yeah it's actually cheaper in Texas than uh, than Florida. Wow, that's good. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I thought right. the flood, the flood stuff. I thought that was going to jack up the rate. Yeah. Nope. Well, you never, you never know. It's, that's true. It's not as many old people, maybe. Could be. So, yeah, that's good. Yep. What else? Nothing for me, I don't think. Uh, how does it compare to what's like the most drastic move you've made? You were probably about my move. age. Yeah, I was uh, moving to, uh, well, when I was, you know, when I read right out of school, I moved to Pennsylvania and I, I had like, I don't know how, I have no idea how we got some of the furniture there. I think I just really had a table, which I still have, a kitchen table. And I bought yeah. like a little cheap bed that ended up getting moved down here. Um, it's not even a bed. It was like, you know, it weighs like two pounds. It's like a, it's like a foam mattress. Like a futon kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then it's, it's actually at uh, my parents' house. True. The foot of their bed. And then, um, and then I guess moving to Florida was, um, you know, it was, I think we got a moving van. I did get a moving van and it wasn't bad because all the stuff was in there and I didn't have much stuff. So it wasn't a big deal. 
Did you drive the van or did someone else drive the van? No, no, it was like a moving company came and did it. Yeah. And I got okay. reimbursed by the company. Right. And then moving moving from my old house here when actually when you were born was um I think I rented like a U-Haul and made a bunch of trips back and forth. But I, you know, I didn't have, you know, you just I didn't have that much stuff, relatively speaking. Yeah. A lot of boxes, which right. some of which haven't been opened in twenty six years or so. Uh, yeah. So the next move would be a little more complicated, just getting stuff organized in a house you've been in for 26 years. Um, totally. Get a little more complicated. And you've, you know, you had a whole family grow up um, and you have, you know, kids stuff and, you know, boxes yeah. of art, old artwork and things that we saved. So it's, um, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. So, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's if you're not moving easy. anytime soon, then you don't have to, you don't have to worry about it, right? <laughs> Push it off. That's I know. future Larry's problem. That's right. Or my children's problem when they have to come clean it out. Yeah. Hopefully. But, not. uh, you know, it's like a, you know, it is a, it's fun. Like in your situation, I would think it'd be, it's not like a fun move to me because you didn't have all that stuff to worry about. And it wasn't, it was almost like nothing was dragging you back. That's yeah. Kind of cool. Holding Definitely. you back. It is a good uh, go to a new place. It's a good like feeling and a good uh, I don't know if you can like set yourself up for moves like that. I think it's definitely positive. Yeah, I think you know I, I know a lot of people that um, they lived in an area and they never wanted to move. And you know, part of it might have been well, they've been in a place twenty six years and they got all this crap built up and they don't want to deal with it. But yeah. then other people just, you know, they've lived in that place their whole life and they just never wanted to move. But there's got to be something to the whole experience of what you just did. You know, it sounds like a fun thing to do. It sounds exciting. So I'm happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to come visit. Definitely. Yeah. Maybe once, uh, I don't know, you have to get on a plane probably, right? It might be closer than I Delaware. I think it's closer than Delaware. I think it's like, it's like going to Philadelphia, I think. So it's not really that far. It's like, you know, a day trip, long day, yeah. day and a half. Sure. I'd break it in two, you know? Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Break it in three. That's the moral of the story is break, get a two day trip, break it in three. It'll be easier. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Hopefully coronavirus chills out and you guys can come visit. I think, uh, I think Britt wants to come visit pretty soon. So I don't know how that will go. Maybe a little yeah. fight. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see, man. <laughs> All, right. All right, man. Well, it's good talking to you this week. Yeah, you too. I yeah, set up yeah. an email account. Um, so if you email rhettandlarry at gmail.com, um, you can give us feedback. I said I Is was going to do that two weeks ago. Yeah. Is Say it Rhett and Larry or Rhett ampersand Larry? Uh, A-N-D, Rhett, A-N-D, Larry, and at gmail.com. No fancy signage, just Rhett and Larry at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so pretty cool. Uh, now you can communicate with us, and we won't have any awkward endings where I tell you to contact us, and there's no way to contact us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know what you want us to talk about if there's something that, something that intrigues you. Sweet. All right, that's the phone ringing. 
maybe time to uh, end it. See you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye.